Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. Now, this episode features an excerpt from The Wrong Girl by Donis Casey. It's read by local actors Maxwell DeBoss and Brianne Vogt DeBoss. The Wrong Girl is the first installment of a new series published by Poison Pen Press, and it came out in November of 2019. The Adventures of Bianca Dangerous The glamour and allure of old Hollywood and the adventures of a beautiful, mysterious screen idol, whose truth is often more perilous than her fiction. The series is modeled after 1920s silent movie serials, in which the heroine, the plucky Bianca LaBelle, star of the Bianca Dangerous film, undergoes many adventures while matching wits with her nemesis, a totally unexpected crime boss named K.D. Dix. The Wrong Girl, the first book in the series, alternates between Bianca's story in 1926 and 1920, when teenaged Blanche Tucker goes to the movies in tiny Boynton, Oklahoma, and is spotted by handsome Graham Payton, who tells her he is a Hollywood producer. Determined to embark on a life of adventure, Blanche crawls out a window in the middle of the night and runs away with Peyton, a decision that leads her to a life of fame and glamour, but leaves her burning for a lust for vengeance against a man who uses her cruelly. The story begins in February 1926, when private detective Ted Oliver asks for an audience with one of the world's most famous actresses, Bianca LaBelle, who plays intrepid adventuress Bianca Dangerous on the silver screen. Bianca is an enigma, a mysterious beauty who appeared out of nowhere in 1922 and became a star. Oliver meets Bianca at her Beverly Hills estate and tells her that a human skeleton has been unearthed near Santa Monica under the Palisades. The bones belonged to Graham Payton, a man well known for recruiting prostitutes for the studios before he disappeared in 1921. Oliver has been hired by Hollywood mobster K.D. Dix to discover how Peyton died, and he wants to ask Bianca about a slim connection he has discovered between Peyton, an actress named Alma Bowling, her mentor and friend, and herself. Bianca denies that she ever knew the late mobster and asks the detective to leave her alone. So Oliver is more than surprised when Bianca invites him back to her estate the next day and offers to pay him to keep her informed about his investigation. Later, he delivers his report to her while she's giving a party at her mansion. Bianca had never been taught how to charm, but she did wonders for an amateur. Oliver pushed open the restaurant-style door and found himself in a kitchen that was bigger than his entire apartment. He was too busy gawking at the shiny chrome fixtures to notice that the maid who had served him sandwiches on his first visit was stalking toward him until she said, Sir, you can't be in here. Let me escort you back to the party. It's all right, Nora. Let him come in. You can go. We'll be fine. Bianca was sitting on a stool at a marble-topped kitchen island. She was wearing a black velvet sheath dress dripping with jet-beaded fringe. The front of the dress was basically non-existent, cut so low that one false move would leave Bianca with no secrets. A sleek man with dark hair and eyes was sitting next to her. Nora stood aside looking doubtful. Bianca put a hand on her companion's shoulder. Hello, Oliver. I'm glad you could make it. This is my friend Rudy. We were just taking a little break from the merriment. Rudy, this is Ted Oliver. He's handling some business for me. The dark man stood up. 
all old world elegance and grace and said, it pleased to meet you. He had a thick Italian accent. Oliver held out a hand while trying not to swallow his tongue. Likewise, Mr. Valentino. Oliver's face felt like it was on fire. He figured he must look like a fire plug, but neither Valentino nor LaBelle seemed to notice. Rudy, would you excuse us for a moment? Mr. Oliver and I have things to discuss. Of course, Cara. I must return to the party before Paula wonders where I've gone. I, I feel much better now, grazie. Your drink you make me is a big help. Rudolph Valentino, the most beloved romantic star in all the wide world, cast Oliver a narrow look as he left. Bianca gestured toward his vacated stool and bade Oliver have a seat. Rudy doesn't mean anything by that squint, Mr. Oliver. He's blind as a bat. I'm worried about him, though. He's been having terrible stomach problems for a while. You run in rarefied company, Miss LaBelle. Oliver hoisted himself onto the seat. But then you're pretty rarefied yourself. Yes, well, fame isn't all it's cracked up to be, Mr. Oliver. Not when you have to live in a fortress to keep from being loved to death. Her inscrutable smile appeared and was gone. Not that I'm complaining. It's nice to have enough money to do what needs to be done. Speaking of doing what needs to be done, I assume you have garnered some information that you think will interest me? He filled her in on his investigation, leaving out the parts that he judged she didn't need to hear. He carefully watched Bianca's face when he told her about the woman who saw Alma at Peyton's bungalow shortly before he disappeared, but her expression gave nothing away. All she said was, have you asked Alma about that? I talked to her for a minute just before I came to find you. She's not in any condition to answer questions right now. Bianca nodded unsurprised. I don't know what she was doing there, but I can guess. You know that Graham supplies drugs to some of the studios. You've heard of the Count? Well, I've heard he hollows out peanut shells and fills them with cocaine, and then sells bags of peanuts to actors on the set. She inclined her jet and feathered adorned head in assent. Alma has had her battles with that demon in the past. Alma was one of the Count's good customers, but she always preferred to make her purchases wholesale rather than retail. Graham was a wholesale supplier. She was probably going straight to the source. You can question her all you want, but drunk or sober, I doubt if she'll remember much about that time. Her small smile reappeared. You don't look like you're buying my theory, Oliver. Have you begun to form one of your own? I think you know a lot more about the death of Graham Payton than you're letting on, Miss LaBelle, and I think it may have something to do with Alma Bolding. Why else would you want to pay me money to keep informed about my investigation? The statement seemed to startle her. You think she bumped him off? Maybe. Or she may know who did. I do think you're the kind of girl who would go to a lot of trouble to protect someone you care about. Somebody like Alma, say? Her expression said that she didn't care for the implication. Bianca pondered the white marble floor for some time. When she lifted her head to look at him, Oliver was startled anew by her gold-flecked green eyes. You've been straight with me, Oliver, so I'll be straight with you. The truth is that I did come to California because of Graham Payton. Indirectly, that is. I was fifteen, bored, and susceptible to his guff. He persuaded me to run away with him. He didn't have to persuade very hard, I admit. She paused, looking wistful. You can't retrieve a deed long done or a time gone. Do you know what it is to long for something so badly that it feels like your heart is being pulled right out of your body? That's the way I felt. Oliver was oddly disturbed by her story. Suddenly he didn't want her to go on, to make herself so vulnerable. He held up a hand to silence her. Uh, Miss LaBelle. 
but she ignored the gesture. It took me a long time to realize that what I longed for was not Graham Payton. It was adventure. And do you know I still long for adventure? Adventure is my one true love, I think. She straightened and shook off her thoughtful mood. Fortunately, I met Alma and Tom Mix in Arizona, and they rescued me before I could end up working in one of Katie Dix's brothels. I was lucky to escape. I was aware of Graham's disappearance a few years ago. Like everyone else, I expected that he met a bad end, and I was frankly relieved that he was gone. I've been quite successful since I've been in Hollywood, Mr. Oliver, and I have lived in some anxiety that my past association with that person would be discovered and end up splashed all over the tabloids. If you were able to find the woman who recognized me from the altercation at the restaurant, it's just a matter of time before one of the tabloids finds her too. And as for Alma, if somebody saw her at Graham's bungalow, I wouldn't be surprised if she was there to give him a piece of her mind, trying to protect me somehow. She knew that Graham and I had a history, and she was determined that he leave me alone. But I'll bet everything I own or ever will own that Alma Boulding never killed anybody. So do not bring up her name to Katie Dix. I'll pay you any amount of money you want. Dix will jump to conclusions, and I don't want Alma hurt. Miss LaBelle, I'd never make idle accusations about anyone, especially to a mobster. Promise me, Oliver. Dix is evil and Alma is weak. Miss LaBelle, she spoke over him. Oh, for heaven's sake, call me Bianca. All this Miss LaBelle stuff is getting on my nerves. As for why I'm interested in finding out what happened to Graham Payton, well, that's very personal, Oliver. But I promise that it isn't because I'm involved in any of his criminal enterprises, or ever have been, or know anyone who has. Oliver had no reason to take her word for it, but he was relieved nonetheless. He could understand her desire to keep it quiet. He said, Well, if it makes you feel any better, I don't think anybody is going to find out for sure what happened to Graham Payton. I think the simplest answer is the most likely. He got caught skimming money from the wrong people and ended up tossed over a cliff. I'm inclined to agree with you, Oliver. I hope your client does, too. Katie Dix is not somebody you want to cross. Yeah, so everyone keeps telling me. He stood up. Well, I'd better let you get back to your guests. Oh, and by the way, I, I got a showing of Zanzibar gold this afternoon. One sculpted eyebrow rose. Indeed. Are you a fan of the Dangerous flicks? What did you think? Well, it was quite a romp. I was impressed. She seemed pleased. I learned how to do stunts and not kill myself from my sensei, Mr. Hiryasu. It takes a lot of work to make all that climbing and fighting and falling down look easy. Besides, I enjoy knowing that I could knock you on your ass if I wanted to. Oliver grinned. I especially like the part where you jumped on top of a caboose. <laughs> Bianca laughed. Her Mona Lisa smile broke open like the sun breaking through clouds into a gleaming, extravagant, tooth-filled grin that transformed not just her face but her whole being. She was transcendent, and Oliver nearly fell off his stool. He almost didn't hear her when she said, That was an accident. I was supposed to land on my feet and walk across the top of the car. I was lucky I didn't break my neck. It looked swell on film, though. Oliver tried to make his feet move in a straight line as he walked through the party and out the front door into the night. This was trouble. He was lightheaded and could hardly breathe. He had never been thunderstruck in his life, but this had to be what it was like. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. What was he going to do now? Bianca LaBelle watched Oliver leave her kitchen, but she was in no hurry to return to the party. 
She got up from her seat at the counter, retrieved a bottle of milk from the refrigerator, and poured herself a glass. Lies came easy to her these days. Too bad they were necessary. Still, things were going her way. The instant that Oliver had fallen for her, she knew it. She always did. This reading of The Wrong Girl was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. This book is available for purchase, and you can learn more about Donna's Casey and her books on her website, donnascasey.com. Our theme song, The Blues, was written and played by Kevin Memley. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. kingsriverlife.com and krlnews.com. Now, we'll be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate it or review it because this helps make us easier to find. Until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery.